Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. It's like The Bachelor. The Bachelor for Employers. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a third year journalism student who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and hello everyone. This week we're talking about group interviews where there's lots of you competing for the same job and they get you all in a room together. Yeah, um, I'll be honest, I've never had a group interview, but moving up here to the city, they're definitely a popular thing. Most of my friends, when applying for jobs at uni, all have had to go through group interviews. I've actually run a lot before um, for various different jobs that I've recruited for. I've run kind of like a an assessment centre, they're sometimes called, or a group interview. Um yeah, so I've got a bit of experience in, in kind of knowing what you look for. Yeah, I, I feel a bit weird about them. Like, I feel like, don't make me compete. Like, give me a chance. Like, it's like <laughs> fighting for the death, like throwing you all in a group and being like, who's going to stand out the most? I love comparing it to like the dating world with jobs. Like, imagine you invited a whole heap of people to a date and you were like, right, I'm going to pick one of you to go out with. <laughs> like, you're it's all like here together. Bachelor. Yeah, the bachelor for employers that is exactly I didn't even think of that but that is what the bachelor is it's like the bachelor yeah that's a group interview wow well let's start off with why do we do group interviews like a lot of people probably feel like me like why are you putting us all together what's the gist why do employees want to throw you all into a group interview good question so it's mostly used for jobs where you need to move really quickly or maybe um, you're hiring a lot of entry-level people where you can train them to do the job. Um, So you don't really need them to come with much experience and mostly their attitude, you know, their soft skills, um, that kind of thing are more important. Their personality is more important than what experience they've had. But most of the time, it's it's a time-saving exercise. So a really good example, you know, might be Christmas casuals. That's where you tend to see them used a lot for retail stores. So if that was me, um, I work for a retail company at the moment. If we wanted to hire a whole heap of Christmas casuals or even a new store opening, um, I might be going in for that to help them do that hiring. But I might be only flying to Melbourne for a day or two days. Um, And if you're doing interviews one-on-one, let's say you spend, you know, an hour with each person. 
you can only really meet eight, nine people in a day and that's a nine-hour day that you've had. Um, whereas if you bring a whole heap of people in together, you could get 10 people in the room in the morning, 10 in the afternoon, you've met 20. You know, you can suddenly fill a whole new store um, just in the one day. So a lot of it is about saving time um, and hiring in bulk and for roles where they're not necessarily that worried about your previous experience. Fair enough. It makes sense. I mean, it's it, like you said, it's a way to just see everybody at once, get the process rolling. Let's get into the actual interview. What are our tips? I feel like a lot of people are probably overwhelmed at how they can stand out, what they can do. Our first tip here we have is to turn up. <laughs> it sounds simple, <laughs> but at least 20% of the people that you book in for a group interview won't show up. That's pretty shocking, really. Yeah, it can it can sometimes be as bad as about half of the people that you book in. So if I was booking in an assessment center or a group interview, I would maybe book in 20 if I wanted to have 10 or 15 in the room at the end. It's just inevitable with these kinds of things that people don't turn up. Something's come up at the last minute. They've gotten another job. They got lost. They just changed their mind. You just didn't hear from them again. So Our advice of saying turn up is lots of people get really turned off by the fact that it's a group interview. Um, My advice is don't. Then I very much doubt that they'd bother going through the the, um, stress and the effort of a group interview if they're only going to hire one person. Chances are there's multiple jobs on offer there, potentially, you know, five, six, seven jobs. Um, So if you turn up, you're beating all those people that didn't come. You've got good odds. Yeah, it's a bit like um, the video interviews, like the, where you have to record yourself, submit a video. People yeah. balk at that too, and just don't bother. But if you do that, you're actually ahead of everyone else. You're giving yourself a head start. Absolutely. Going into tip number two, we have treat it like a regular interview. So all the normal things you would do at a normal interview: prepare, turn up on time, research the location, all the normal things. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, that's right. I think just you know don't take it any less seriously just because it's a group interview. Like I said, you know, it takes a lot of effort and energy to work out what are you going to do? um, What time are you going to book them out for? You've got to get all those interviewers available for two or three hours, however long it is. Um, You've got to book a room. You've got to get everything organized, like a a screen organized if you're going to present something. There's a lot of organization that goes into it and you're not going to do that um, unless you're really willing to give people, you know, jobs out of, at the end of this, right? So make sure you actually treat it like a proper interview. For sure. And another cool tip we have here, I find this interesting, is it's not what you do but how you do it because a lot of the time you'll be given activities to do where the outcomes don't really matter. You're more being assessed on how you communicate, explain yourself, deal with challenges, setbacks, teamwork. This is so interesting because I've heard a lot of my friends come Mm. back from group interviews and tell me that like they were given say a random like set like a body, a bra and undie set or something and was told like here you go, t- tell me if how would you sell this or something. Mm. And a lot of the time they're like, this is so random. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, it's a really cute scent. Like, have no idea what they're doing. But yeah, it, yeah, th- I, that's interesting to know. It's probably not so much about what they – how they specifically do it, but just how they take it on if they look. Yeah, they don't expect you to know, right? You you haven't been trained yet. They're not expecting you to be as good as one of their actual people who works for them. They're not expecting you to get things right. Um, I've seen group interviews where they give them like, have you ever done in a in a team building activity? M, you know, what would you bring? Um, 
if you were abandoned and you were on the moon and you could only carry a certain amount of weight and it's like, do you bring no. the matches? No, you don't because, you know, they're not going to be very useful when there's hardly any atmosphere. Um, you know, all that kind of like NASA stuff. Mm. Again, totally random to the actual job you're going to be doing. Um, I've seen examples where they get people to build something together out of like yeah, clay and Play-Doh you know and paddle what that pop is? sticks. The pasta and masking tape. <laughs> Always and the marshmallow, they make you like a yes. Pub. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> so unoriginal. <laughs> All of that sort of stuff. You're like, why are they getting me to do that again? It's got nothing to do with how you actually do the task. Um, there's another one where you get um, cards, and each of you have got a piece of information, and all of you together have to read out your information, um, but you can't directly read it out. Um, you have to be asked by someone else. And so it's a whole test of communication or whatever. Or Again, blindfolding it's like, someone and having to guide them where to step and what to do and yeah, giving yeah. directions. Oh, All that team suck. building They're stuff. They're so unoriginal. They love doing that kind of stuff at assessment centres, group activities. So it doesn't matter whether you get it right, whether you you know, are the fastest, they might have like a competition you build thing. the strongest tower. <laughs> exactly. It's all about how you communicate, how you explain yourself. And even if you say at the end, like, oh, our tower fell over. It was actually because of these reasons, you know, we, we weren't communicating and working together or whatever it is like that can actually make you stand out a lot. If you're able to talk about it really well, explain it, you know, you didn't, um, cut people off you weren't really bossy all that kind of stuff you had a good personality it doesn't matter about the actual tower and to your point um you know talking about having to sell the random bra and undie set uh we used to um get people to sell a washing machine um because i was working for an appliance company and we were getting people in to see how they do in a call center on the phone selling appliances um and we'd say to them, here's some basic facts about this washing machine. Go on, you know, customer rings you up. Let's do a little role play. Sell me the washing machine. Like we didn't expect them to actually know what to say to that person. But you wanted to know, are they going to give it a go with a bit of enthusiasm? Are they going to try and yeah. come up with something? Because the thing is, the people who really struggled and they hated it and they felt out of their comfort zone and they just you know didn't want to do it and they were like you yeah know, kind of rolling their it's eyes gonna, the job's not going to work for them well when you're teaching them on the floor or you know on the phones okay here's how you upsell they're going to feel weird and uncomfortable and not want to have a go at that as well so you're kind mm. of showing your traits as a person are you willing to just give it a crack low-key you know? i would love to do Shoot that because shot. the amount of times i've promoted washing machines in my job <laughs> at appliance stores is astronomical like i give me a chance i like yeah <laughs> but again I'm with ready. the bra and undie set like just you know what whatever you think oh well you know it's my favorite color and it actually really gonna gonna bring out your eyes um the purple brings out green eyes make something up just have a crack yeah. you know they're going to appreciate your your initiative your personality and the fact that you're trying to come up with something more than whether you got it right about the front clasp or the you know the spin cycle yeah. or whatever <laughs> makes sense I think that that debunks a lot of mysteries a lot of people feel like what is the point of a group interview and like especially when you're doing these strange in like activities and stuff so mm. that's that's good to know there is a reason yeah. And next tip we have is listen to others. Don't think of yourself as needing to compete or one up or be the loudest or biggest personality. Mm. I think this is true for a lot of people who feel like people that are extroverts or really confident can often kind of dominate 
group interviews yeah. like they feel like they might not have got a lot of words in because there was just two three big personalities that just dominated but those sort of quieter people shouldn't think that it's over for them just because they weren't the loudest yeah you're not always looking for the loudest is that right exactly exactly um i would say listen to other people show that you you know you've heard someone else's answer if they're asking you questions um you know try not to repeat someone else's answer like you want to show like oh i listen you know i had the same idea as so and so and if you can remember some names like oh i'm so bad at this but if you can remember like one or two names as people say them that'll be really good um to try and work that in there just to show that you're a team player um you know, you're actually about collaboration because very rarely will you go for a group interview where they're looking for someone to work by themselves in a little box and not talk to anyone. Yeah. You're always going to be in a team environment, right? So next next little tip we have is everything is part of the interview. Mm. Tell us about this. So during breaks, before the interview, like – you know, if there's a lunch section or a snack or a whatever it is that is part of that, that day, it's part of the interview and they're observing you and they're, they're, you know, judging you essentially. Now, I don't want to freak people out about this, but it's just more of a, like, don't let there be, be any aware. red flags. Yeah, like, don't tell people about your big weekend out and how you're still hung over on a Tuesday. Like, just Mm. they're going to be listening to that kind of stuff or don't um, don't get your snack and go stand in the corner and have your arms folded yeah, or get your phone out to people or something you know if you're sitting there and they haven't started you're waiting for people to come in get your, you know getting your phone out and scrolling like just be mindful and be on your best behavior they're going to be looking out for that stuff um i was once running a group interview for um child care um and this was for kind of entry-level child care um people and we'd done like a session in the office and we're actually walking up the road to go to one of the childcare centers to do like an actual session um, of, you know, interacting with the kids and, and seeing how they went. So we had to walk the whole group along the road. Um, and one guy said to me, Oh, is it okay if I smoke? And I was like, look, I'm not your mom. I'm not your teacher. Like you can do whatever you mm. want. But like, really? Is that wise? No. Really? <laughs> Like, do you have to have a cigarette now? Can't you wait? We're mm. just going into a childcare centre for you to play with the kids. Like, I'm thinking, okay, this guy can't go two hours without yeah. a cigarette. How's he going to go in front of the kids, you know? I just – Yeah. It, it's, not, it's not a good look for you to be throwing out those kind of things. And he probably thought, oh, well, this is not part of the interview, the walking part. Well, yeah, it is, right. you know. It like, if is. I hear You're something concerning – <laughs> It's not like, oh, I'm not listening because we're not in the yeah. session. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely just something to be aware of. Awesome. And we have a last little tip to round out this episode. We have be yourself. It sounds cliche, but mm. Sarah will tell us why it's not cliche. Yeah, so this touches on what you were talking about before, Em. I actually read one article online and far out there is some terrible advice out there. It said you should take charge as early as possible and be the leader and be assertive. No. They're looking for the biggest personality in the room. Oh, my God. Like, don't do that at all. That's that's bad. <laughs> it's absolutely I not necessary. Like anyone that does that, it's like if, if, I, if I was the group interviewer, it would be like immediately no, like simmer down. Like, like I don't want to work who, with Emma. She's too much. They're going to yeah. yell over the top of me all the exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because they're not looking for you to be the manager. 
Otherwise, yeah, you would be in a, a management CEO hiring. Exactly. <laughs> They're looking for you to be able to follow instructions, do what you're told, you know, complete the activity. Exactly. And what I would actually say as well is they will um, watch everyone. That's their job. Like there's maybe one or two or maybe even three or more people in there observing you and writing notes and things like that. Their one and only job in that session is to make sure that they look at everyone. So don't worry about being missed or like they're going to forget about you. Their job is to make sure that they observe everyone. Um, And what they're actually looking for, I would say, because they're looking to make multiple hires, they're not looking for, um, oh, you know, have I seen that? Have I seen that? They're looking for red flags. Um, And as long as you don't come up on the red flags list, like say if there's a room of 10 people and they're looking to hire six of you, just don't be one of the red flags (laughs) and you're going to get a job. You know, if like being in the middle, you know, it's great. Like you're going to get through. (laughs) Great advice. Now, before we wrap up this episode, we just wanted to give a listener shout out to our lovely little listener friend, Georgia. We got a message this week from Georgia who recently landed two job offers in communications and media and now has to decide between two of them. She loved our episode about preparing for an interview. She focused on knowing her experience really well, which helped her storytelling. Her other big success was asking her interviewers what their biggest career highlights were. They were surprised but loved talking about their passion. Um, And that was from our episode on questions to ask at the end of an interview. Yeah. So So congratulations, Georgia. We hope you love your new job, whichever one it is that you choose. And if you're out there and we've helped you in your job search, send us a message and let us know. We'd love to share your experience and maybe we can even help some other listeners too. That's it. Thanks so much for listening today. We've debunked the scary group interviews We've given you some tips. Turn up, treat it like a regular interview. Everything is part of the interview. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. Listen to others and be yourself. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in your ears next week. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you want to hear more from us, make sure you hit subscribe. We're a new podcast, so if you liked this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, join us in the Interview Boss Facebook group. If we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way, there's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.